Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. You know, you can go to any big city and see Jesus on the corner. I remember Rhonda and I went to New York City the first time. I think I seen uh, Jesus on every corner we looked, you know. There was a guy dressed up like Jesus. And so I'm not talking about that, but I am talking about becoming more like him in our thoughts and our attitude and our actions that people can say, man, you are just like Jesus. And so as we, as we go through this series over the next couple of weeks, I pray to God that that change will happen. But today I believe that we can take a step uh, toward that. The Bible says this in Romans 8 and 29. Look what it says. It says, for those God foreknew. Let me, let me pause right there. I want you to know that God knew everybody that was going to be born. So nobody's a surprise to God, all right? You know, uh, your parents might have been uh, not responsible, but you're not a mistake. Amen. 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 <laughs> yeah, they, they may not have been the most responsible people, but you're not a mistake. And so then he goes on to say, for those God for knew he also predestined to be conformed to what? The likeness of his son. In other words, God wants you to be like Jesus. That's his plan for your life. And so I would tell you that, you know, God saves you the way that you are, but he refuses to leave you that way. You, you, you cannot stay the way you are and walk with God. You just cannot do it in relationship with Jesus. He changes you from the inside out. It's not so much about your external appearance, which I do think Jesus makes people look better. That's right. Just think what I'd look like if I wasn't saved. (laughs) That'd be a little scary, wouldn't it? (laughs) I think he does. I mean, he puts a smile on your face. He makes you look better. And I just want to tell you that, you know, what I want to share with you today of being like Jesus is going to, I think it's going to help you in a tremendous way. And, and my heart's really heavy this week because this past Monday, we had three suicides in our county on the same day. The world is lost. The world's looking for hope, right? You know, I, I think when we look within, we get depressed. When we look without, we get depressed. But when we look up, we find rest. Amen? And that's Jesus. That's Jesus. So I want to teach you something today that I hope that you'll remember the rest of your life because it has power and it will empower you. And so the statement that's coming on the screen, I want you to read it with me and let's read it out loud together. You ready? Let's read it. You ready? Continually communing with God gives me confidence in life. Let's say that one more time. I love the energy that you have. Let's just say it one more time. You ready? Come on. Continually communing with God gives me confidence in life confidence in life in other words I can meet people and I don't have to be insecure around them because I I am communing with God and and I have confidence and I don't I don't have to be made to be feel inferior to anybody because I knows whose I am right and, and I don't and so I have I'm connected to the greatest source of all the power of God and so are you if you're a Christ follower and so Jesus the, the thing that I like to tell you is that Jesus thought differently you know, once Jesus was w- walking through the roads and we find this story, uh, this occasion, I should say, in, in Matthew, uh, John's gospel, John chapter 9, and we see that Jesus is actually walking, there's a blind man. And, and people say, you know what, he's blind because of what his parents did. 
Isn't it amazing how, especially in our day and time, people are so quick to blame parents for children's mistakes? And, and you know, well, they got bad parents, you know. No, that's, listen, let me tell you something. Your parents are not to blame for all your problems. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, some of that stuff you just jacked up yourself, right? And, and so then, but then they said, no, it, it's him. He, he's the one that made the mistake. He, he has sinned. But you know what? Because Jesus was continually communing with God, he saw things differently. And he said, you know, it's not because his parents sinned. It's not because he sinned. It's because so God let this happen so that you could see the power and the glory of God. And he healed him right there. And as he received his sight. It's amazing how Jesus saw things differently because he was continually communing with God. The word communing, you know, commune actually means to uh, actually have such a relationship that you can share your inmost thoughts with someone, your intimate thoughts. And I say commune means this. It means communicating and being in company with. That you're communicating and you have to keep in company with. That's how you commune with someone. Jesus also, again, one day he was in a village and, and these people all of a sudden heard this noise and he heard this lady screaming and he, and he heard these men yelling and he looked over and, and these men were dragging this lady that was almost nude and he, they threw her at his feet and he was like, what's going on here? And they said, you know, she was caught in the act of adultery. I mean, they drug her out of the bed. Brought, threw her at Jesus' feet and there she is humiliated and screaming and now embarrassed. And they looked at him and said, you know, they had their rocks. They said, the, the, the law says stoner, and we're going we're gonna to kill her right now. But what do you say, Jesus? Again, because Jesus was constantly, continually communing with God. He saw things differently. And he said, okay, you this without a sin, cast the first stone. Yes. And then, you know, they didn't move. Then he started writing in the sand. And you know what I believe it did? I believe he started writing their girlfriend's names in the sand. <laughs> I don't know. You just got to read the Bible with an open mind, right? And because they started dropping those stones one by one, and they walked away. And Jesus looked at that woman and said, Listen, neither do I condemn you, but go and leave your life of sin. He saw things differently. And that's what happens when, you, when you're continually communing with God. He gives you confidence in life. Now, not in, you don't have to be inferior. You don't have to be hopeless. It's confidence in life. And that's what we need, right? The world is looking for hope. And I want to tell you, it is through communing with God. So how do you do that? That's the question. You know, I, I don't like for people to tell me what I ought to do. I want them to tell me how to do it, right? And so today we're going to learn how you to do that. And I'm going to give you two things today that are going to have the potential to change your life. It's going to have the potential to change your life. The first one is this. If you'd write this down, number one is this, is continually pray to God. Continually pray to God. That is number one. Look at this next verse with me in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 17. It's a short phrase, so let's just read it together. You ready? Come on, you ready? It says, be joyful always and pray. Pray continually. Do you notice that joy follows prayer? If you, want, if you say, you know, I just don't feel like I'm happy on the inside, then I would tell you that joy follows prayer. It, you, don't get, you don't get joy and then you pray. No, you pray and then joy comes. He says, pray continually. At SEC, we have a saying around here that's so true. It says this, a prayer-filled mind is a peace-filled life. Yes. When, you, when you're continually praying, having prayer in your mind, then you have peace that other people do not have. The Bible is very clear that we should continually, not just, you know, not, don't just say a prayer on Sunday, and don't just in the morning when you get up, just say a little prayer and check the box. Go on. No, continually have a prayer. 
I mean, you, you pray to God that, you know, when, you, uh, when you're driving down the road, you stop, come to a stop sign, you know, instead of being annoyed that the traffic's backed up, why don't you just whisper a prayer to God? You know, when you, when, when you come to that traffic light, why don't you whisper a prayer to God? Let those little interruptions in your life be an opportunity just to whisper a prayer to God. And listen, when you're about to take that math test, you know, and you're in high school and you're not sure, you just whisper a prayer to God, right? Oh, you never did that. I prayed all the time when it come to that, right? <laughs> you, you whisper, no matter what, you're always whispering a prayer to God. Look what the Bible says. Again, in Hebrews, it says this. And without faith, it is impossible to please who? To God, that's right. It's impossible to please God without faith because anyone who comes to him must believe that he what? He exists. And that he what? Rewards those who earnestly seek him. Would you circle earnestly? He, he rewards those who continually, earnestly seek him. And I just, oh man, I got to talk to you just a second. I hear so many people say this to me. You know, well, Jeff, I tried God. I tried him. Yeah, it didn't work for me. You know, I tried God. Or, I, you know, I think I might give God a try. Let me tell you something. You don't try God. You know, you try a Happy Meal. Yeah. Right? You try Cheesecake. But you don't try God. You say, I tried God. Let me tell you something. You're never going to know the power of God and the Spirit of God. And when you just try, say, I'm just going to try him. No, like, you know what? Well, I might dive in this pool, so I'm going to stick my toe in and try the water. No, no, no. You don't just try God. You have to go all in with God in order to discover God, right? And I just want to tell you, there's many people sitting in this room right now that, you, you know, you're, if you would be honest, you're not all in with God. And you're never going to find all of God until you go all in with God. He's never going to be, everything that you hope that God will be is never going to be that until you go all in with him. So my question to you today is, is where do you need to go all in with God? What is it? What, what is it that, that, you know, you need to do to go all in with God this year? Because you're never going to get better until you go all in with God. And so I just want to stop right here and just say this. Listen, now is the day to get it. Right now is the time to straighten this out right now. Stop trying to just stick your toe in with God because it's not working. God, you know what? There's never anybody that says, you know what? Well, we're going to get married and I just want to try it. Are you kidding? We're just going to try it. You know? No, you don't try to get married. You either get married or you're not. Right? And so I just want to challenge you today to go all in with God. And so I'm going to stop right now. And if you're in this room and you need to go all in, and maybe you're not a Christ follower today, I want to challenge you right now to do this. And, and so would you just bow your heads with me? And I'm going to pray this prayer. You make it your prayer. And right now, you don't have to go any further without God being all in with God. Father, right now, in the name of your son, Jesus, I just ask you, Lord, not only just for, for those that are here, but, Lord, those that are also watching online, I pray right now that they would just go all in with you. And they would say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. And, Lord, come all the way in. I let you all the way in. I want to go all in with you, God. Save me, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand for what he's doing in the lives of the people. Amen. And so today, if you did that, listen, if you did that, just check the box on the cards that I just went all in with God. I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. Just check that box. You know, a couple years ago, Rhonda and I lost our minds. Uh, we had a perfectly nice home. We had a, our home that was basically our dream home. We'd lived in for 14 years. And our kids moved out, and we went crazy. I don't know what happened to us. You know, and so we decided to sell that house, and we decided that we would buy another home, and we would do a fixer-upper again. 
You know, when we started that fixer-upper, I just want to tell you, it wasn't from heaven, it was from Hades. <laughs> it just was not what I thought it was going to be. And so, but anyways, we've learned to love it now. I mean, we're glad that we did it now. And, uh, and again, I don't know what she's smoking, but she's talking about remodeling again. Oh, God, help her. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. But at that time, you know, we moved there. I had new neighbors. And so, you know, I, I'm an outgoing kind of person, so I wanted to meet my neighbors. And I began to meet my neighbors. And, uh, and most of them that I have, I have their phone numbers in my phone. And, uh, and I committed to pray for my neighbors. And so, you know, I asked them, do you mind if I send them a text? Some of them I didn't ask, I just did it. I was like, you know, I, I prayed for you today and I sent them a text to let them know that. Well, there's a guy that lives across the street. His name is Bill. And, and about a year and a half ago, I was meeting, met uh, Bill. And, and uh, after we had a conversation, it was getting late. And I never will forget this day as long as I live. I was getting ready to walk back across the street to my house and, and Bill walked with me to the driveway and he said, I want to talk to you. And right there, Bill made a decision to give his life to Jesus Christ. It's, isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Praise God for that. Bill gave his life to Christ. I got to baptize him here at our church. And, uh, but Bill and I, I said, you know, once I started, we started praying and I text him, you know, each week said, I prayed for you. Bill said, hey, would you, pray? I said, Bill, what can I pray for you for? He said, listen, my relationship with my daughter has been strained. I haven't seen her in six years. I love to see my daughter and grandkids. And, you know, it just seems like I get nowhere with that when I reach out. He said, would you pray? So I want you to know for a year and a half, I've been praying with him about that, a year and a half that he would see his daughter and that he would get to see his grandkids. This week, I got a text from Bill. And Bill sent me a picture of this cute young lady. He said, Jeff, I want you to know today I had lunch with my daughter for the first time in six years. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that amazing? What I'm trying to tell you is that you don't just, you don't just put your toe in with God. You've got to go all in it. And God still answers prayer. You say, well, I, I prayed about that one time. You don't just pray about it one time. You pray continually. He said he rewards those who continually seek him, right? They go after God. Go all in with God. What have you give up on? What have you give up on praying for? Don't give up. God still moves, amen? And he's working in the lives of people. He was working in Bill's daughter before, way before we ever began praying. And once we begin praying, that year and a half, God was doing what we could not do. And I'm telling you, you pray all the time, and God will move in your life, amen? He'll move. He will move. God moves. Listen, when we work, we work, but when we pray, God works. Pray all the time. Instead of cussing, why don't you pray? Amen. Now I'm talking your language, aren't I? That's right. It will save you. Pray all the time. So I have a challenge for you. Next step. It says this. It says, I will, I will do my best to continually whisper a prayer to God. Why don't you do that? Remember, a prayer-filled mind is a peace-filled life. And if you want peace in your life, you've got to start praying. I know this sounds so simple, but it is so true. It's what God called us to do. All right, so let's say our statement one more time. You ready? Let's come up on the screen. Let's say it together. Ready? Continually communing with God gives me confidence in life. It gives me confidence. Don't you want confidence? Communing with God is the answer. The second thing I would say to you is this. The second thing is continually give worship to God. Continually give worship to God. 
The Bible says this, Jesus actually said this in John 4 and 23, it says this, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit. Let, let's just pause right there. When you say in spirit, anytime you see the word spirit, it literally means breath. It means that God, he wants us to praise him with our breath. You know, when you say words, you're using your breath. And so sometimes, you know, you can silently worship God, but sometimes you've got to use your breath. Amen? He says, he says the true worshiper is going to worship in spirit and in truth, and they are the kind of worshipers that what? The Father the Father seeks. In other words, I want you to know that when you become a worshiper, it ain't about you seeking God. God comes after you. God come, when you begin to worship God, the Bible says that, that God seeks you. He, he seeks you out. He comes to you. And so, you know, I would say when my worship goes up, my God comes down. Amen. He, he comes after you. He seeks you because he desires that. Jesus said this was so important. Look what he says in Mark's gospel. He says, it says this, on the, one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. I like that. Jesus give good answers. He asked him, says, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one to answer Jesus is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Would you read the rest of that with me, this underline? Let's read it. Ready? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. So Jesus said, this is how you do it. He gives us three statements there that tells us how we worship God. So the first bullet point I'd like to give you of Jesus is this. Number one, would you write this? Or the first bullet point is this, is worship. He says, I worship God by giving him my affection. By giving him my affection. I give him my affection. So the, the word, that, the, the Greek words for that is proskuno. And with that simply, you know, the, the New Testament was written in Greek. And there's four, there's like four Greek words for every English word we have. And so proskuno simply means this. It means to actually like a kiss. Now, it's not the kiss that Rhonda expects every day when I come home, you know, open the door and there she is. A... <laughs> you know, she's got to have that every day, you know. She, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just woke up. Uh, it's not that. It's not like that. It literally means like a dog coming up and licking your hand. You know, uh, our family, we don't have a dog right now, uh, but the, our family pet, Molly, uh, she's no longer with us, but uh, she, yeah, she, is, she was just amazing. The great amazing thing about that is that when I, when I would pull up into the garage and and open that door, all of a sudden, you know, we had hardwood floors, and all of a sudden it'd be, you'd hear those little feet coming across, and toenails coming across the hardwood floor, and as soon as she got to me, she would hop up on my, her back legs and jump up on my leg, and she'd start licking my hand, and it was like, she was saying to me, come and sit down, and I'd go sit down, she'd jump up in my lap, and she'd just sit there, and she'd lick my hand. She was saying, I'm so glad to see you. You know, there's been many times it wasn't for Molly, nobody had been glad to see me. <laughs> I miss her so bad. <laughs> but that's the way it is. That's what worshiping God is like. It's not drudgery. It's, it's like, you know what? I just want you to know I love you. That's it. It's just like that love of a pet. It says, I just want you to know I love you. You know, nobody wants a dog that won't come up to them and like show affection, right? 
I mean, shoot, you know what you call that? A cat. It's a cat. What does a cat do? Lay there and says, come here and get me. I ain't moving. Listen, you cat lovers, save your emails, okay? Just save them. Look what the Bible says. Ephesians 5 and 19, when you meet together, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Would you read with me what's underlined? Let's read it out loud. You ready? As you praise the Lord with all your heart, praise is how you show affection to God. You say, God, thank you so much for what you've done. God, you have, you have blessed our home, Lord. You, you, you've given us these children, God. You've given us it. I don't know if that's a good one or not at times. Okay. <laughs> Today they're good, oh God, <laughs> thank you, right? You just praise God for all the good stuff. Lord, you've given me a car to drive, oh God, and Lord, I do have a job to go to, oh Lord, you give me the strength to walk the hallways of these schools, oh God, you've been so good to me. You give me the very breath I have, I praise you. You know what God is saying with this verse? He's saying his hope is that when you come to church on Sunday, you're just like Molly out in the parking lot. <laughs> you can't wait to get in in order to, to worship him with everybody else and praise his name, amen? That's changed. You. you you know you know why you feel better on Sunday afternoon than you did before you come to church you know sometimes you come to church oh, I don't want to go to church oh, I hate to go to church. I have to go to church and you finally drag yourself here or your wife drug you here or your parents drug you here you know you've been on drugs so they drug you here <laughs> right they, they got you here and and you come in the door like, uh, but finally you get here and they strike the first note on their keyboard and, and the drums start playing and they start singing about God. All of a sudden, something starts moving inside of you, right? And it starts charging you up. And before you know it, you begin to let your mind go on to God and you begin to release all that stress and you begin to praise His holy name. And before you know it, all of a sudden, your attitude is up and you're excited to be alive. You believe that, that God is real. You believe that. You know what happens? You should take that not just on Sunday, but also on Monday. Amen. And you should take it with you on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. So you take church with you everywhere you go when you praise God. Amen. It's amazing how he will move in your life. Look what the psalmist said. You say, you know what, Pastor Jeff? I can't sing like those people. I can't play music like them. Don't worry. I can't either. I sing great, but people just don't like to hear it. <laughs> Look what he says. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise what? The Lord. Praise the Lord. Let everything that hath breath. That means you. If you got breath with spirit, he, he said, the Father seeks those who work it with, worship with spirit and truth. So if you got breath, praise the Lord. That's what he's saying. Give God praise. Give God praise. So look at the next one with me. The next bullet Jesus said is this. It says, I worship God by giving him my attention. That means all my mind, with all my mind. Amen. The first thing in the morning that you should do is say, when the alarm goes off, before you, before you check your social media, before you do any of that, why don't you just say, God, I thank you for this day. Amen. I thank you. It just sets a tone for the day. God, I thank you. I challenge you again. Begin to, you know, you got ruts in your mind that make you only think about you. 
And so you retrain them to start begin to think about God. And, and, and it's amazing when you start your day with how good he is, that it's going to be a good day. Instead of hitting the snooze button going, oh, God, I can't believe i got to get up. I can't believe it's already 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock, whatever it is. God, thank you for this day. It will change everything. You know, men, I want to tell you something. Have, you know, when you call your wives or your girlfriends in the middle of the day, they're like, what? You know, they're like freaked out. And they're like, what? what's going on? They, they will run to answer your call because they're like shocked that you call. But when you say, you know what? I just called to tell you I was thinking about you. You know what you hear? They fell out. <laughs> you got to give them a minute, right? They just hit the floor like, why do you call and just say you think about it? thought about me? You know what? God likes it when you just say, hey, God, I just want to say thank you because I'm thinking about you. It's called worship. You do it all the time. And listen, remember what we said. When we continually worship God, we get confidence. He gives us confidence. I'm telling you, listen, the answer to your anxiety is worship. The, the, the answer to your panic is praise. The answer, the answer that, see, when my worship goes up, my worry comes down. When my praise go up, goes up, my panic comes down. And right now in our world, you need some peace. And it comes through praise and worship God in prayer. Amen? It comes through that. Look what the Bible says. Isaiah 26 and 3 says this, He will keep in perfect peace. Would you circle that, perfect peace? All those who trust in Him, whose thoughts do what? Turn often to the Lord. Would you circle the word often? And would you connect an arrow from often to, to perfect peace? Because you will never have peace until you continually think about God. Amen. The secret, listen, I'm telling you the secret of your life, of peace is not more money. I know you think if I had more money, I'd have more peace. No, you wouldn't. It's not another relationship. It's not any of the stuff that the world offers. It's having your thoughts fixed on God that changes everything. Yes. It's a game changer. And I want to challenge you today to do that. When my worship goes up, my worry comes down. And so I have a next step for you, and it says this. It says, I will do my best to replace my worry with worship. Why don't you check that box? Because worry is simply thinking over and over about a bad situation. Worship is simply thinking over and over how good God is. See, I'm teaching you something today that, that you can use. You can actually put it into practice. It'll change your life. It doesn't matter who you are. It changes you when you begin to put your thoughts on Almighty God. So let's say it again. It's coming up on the screen. Let's say it one more time. You ready? Continually communing with God gives me confidence, gives me confidence in my life. Don't you want confidence in your life? Amen. Communing with God. So the third thing Jesus said is this. He says, I worship God by using my abilities. By using my abilities. All your strength. All your strength. You know, the person that's running that camera right now, that you, so you can see me on the screen, and those of you can watch, that are can watching online, you can see me. They're, they're worshiping God right now. There's people in the parking lot that was waving like this right here. They were using their hands to worship God. Yes. You know, the, those wonderful people that are in our, that are impact team members, members that are in our nurseries right now that are rocking those babies, they're using their hands to worship God. Those wonderful impact team members that are, that are in the preschool right now that are teaching your children, they're using their talents to worship God. 
You know, those that are, that are in our kids' place right now with our elementary student area, they're just using their talents to worship God. And tonight, when those teenagers gather tonight, there will be over 100 of them gather here tonight. You know what? Those people will be back there using their gifts and talents, and they'll be worshiping God with their gifts and talents. The people that actually that will take this card, the, the stuff you're putting on here, they will enter that data into a com uh, computer so that we can follow up with you. They're using their fingers to worship God. And there was a team here Friday that took this program that you have right here, and they folded that program and stuffed it, and they used their talent to worship God. I'm telling you, when you use your abilities to worship God, it changes everything, amen? It changes everything. So you got to go all in. you got to go all in. You're like, why is this working for me? Because you're not going all in with God. When you use what God has given you for his kingdom and his glory, it changes everything. Everything. Use your abilities to serve God. That's what I love about Growth Track here. That's why I encourage you every week to go to Growth Track. You know why? Because once you figure out what God's gifted you with, that gift, He's given you, and you begin to use it, all of a sudden you begin to worship God at a deeper level. And when you do something for somebody else because you love God, it changes you, and it lifts you up. I challenge you, why don't you sign up on your connection card to go to Growth Track? It's amazing. There's three questions that I want to leave you with today, and they're coming up on the screen, and they are simply this. What do you love most? What do you think about most? And what do you do most? You see, how you answer that que those questions are going to determine who your God is. Who's your God? And why is that so important? Because I want to ask you, how is your God working out for you? How's it working out for you? Because when you begin to think and love God, when you pray to Him continually, and you continue to have a a song in your heart, and you worship him, it changes who you are. Guess what? When you continually commune with God, God gives you confidence in life. What you need, I know you think, well, if I can just go to the gym and get in shape, then that'll give me more confidence. That's good for you. I encourage you to do that, but it won't do what God can do for you. Amen. You think, well, if I could just you know, and get that new F Ford, that Ford F-150 and drive it. I know I'll look good in that. I'm letting you into my world right now. That'll give me confidence. Let me tell you something. You can drive whatever you want to drive, but that won't do it for you. God's the one that gives it to you. And if you will take this principle today, if you'll continually commune with God, he'll give you the confidence you need in life. Why would we do that? Because God loved us first. Worship is simply loving God back. Amen. He loved us first. When you come in, you receive the cup, a communion cup. Again, remember when we continually commune with God, he gives us confidence in life. Why? Because God is continually wanting to commune with us. And that's what this is all about. So I want you to take this out. I want you to go ahead and pull back the first tab on that. And I want you to take out that little wafer. This wafer, I want you to know, represents the, the body of Jesus Christ. God loved you so much that he sent his son that he would die for your sins. Before you bite this wafer, I just want to tell you, 
Jesus said, I want you to do this in remembrance of me, of, of, of my love and the Father's love for you. And when he was walking up Calvary's hill, they was beating him, spitting on him. They had pulled on his beard, so they ripped it out. They put a crown of thorns on his head, and yet he kept walking. He carried that cross wine because of you and me. And he said, I want you, when you take this wafer, I want you to remember that my body was broken for you. They didn't take my body. I gave it to them. And it was broken for you. He said, do this in remembrance of my love for you. Would you do that right now? We thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you so much. Now, would you pull back this next tab? That's juice. This juice is a remembrance. He said, I want you to take this and I want you to remember my blood that was shed for you. So before you do that, just a moment. I want you to remember. I want you to picture in the, him on the cross and the blood dripping from his scalp. And, and, and he's struggling to breathe. And he looks out at people like you and me that was saying, crucify. And he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's love, my friend. When someone's trying to take your life and you're praying, God forgive them, right? He loves you that much. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Right now, would you take that juice and remembering what Jesus done for you? Come on, stand with me. Heavenly Father, right now we come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus. And God, we just want to give you praise today. Lord, there are people in this room that walked in with mountains of problems. And God, there, there's marriages that are, Lord, that are on the wit's end. Lord, there, there, there's parents here, Lord, that, are, that don't know what to do with their children. God, there's people here that are struggling financially. They don't know what to do. They have all these problems. And God, they've been trying to figure it out, figure it out, and, figure, and they just can't get it. And so today what we're going to do, oh Lord, is that we're going to lift you up, oh God. And Lord, instead of us looking that giant in the eye, we're going to look you in the eye, oh God. And we're going to put you between us and that giant. And God, that giant's going to get smaller because you're bigger, oh God. And so today, right now, oh Lord, as we worship you, we're going to lift our hearts and our hands, and we're going to declare today that you're the Savior of the world. And God, you've got this, no matter what we're going through. And that we will not live in fear, we will not live in intimidation, but God, we will live as people that will honor you. Our minds will continually think about you, oh Lord, that we may experience the peace of God. And Lord, our thoughts will be on you, oh Lord, that we may experience your peace, oh God. Our panic will be turned to praise and our worry will be turned to worship. And Lord, we're going to start it right now in the name of Jesus. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.